whenever there is a transition that you're going through, whenever you need to change something in your life, whenever you tell yourself, okay, I've stayed in my comfort zone, now I'm ready to go and kill it, don't go and kill it all at once. Take it step by step. Do it gradually. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Olena Mitruck, and this is the Spark Your Life podcast, a place where we go personal and way beneath the surface to learn how to be happy and successful both at the same time. No more need to compromise or choose one over the other. You can have it all. See this as your perfect coffee break podcast that will inspire you to go ahead and take that first step towards a truly exceptional and extraordinary life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my favorite life designers. Are you ready to master all six foundational principles of life design? Because this is exactly what we're going to do today. We have a lot to cover, so let's dive right into it. And the first principle is called principle of hot air balloon. Have you ever flown hot air balloons, by the way? I have not, but it, it is definitely something that's on my bucket list. So if you have, let me know if you liked it or not. We're going to do some virtual flying experience in the next few minutes. The principle states the following. You are in control. You can inflate and deflate when you need to. Just do not explode. Let me explain that. Imagine that you are an operator of the balloon. Balloon is your capacity. It's the amount of time you have, the amount of tasks you can handle. The first thing to remember is, as an operator, you need to know how big your balloon is, right? You are in charge of deflating, inflating, putting more hot air, putting less hot air, and you cannot do that until you know how much air your balloon really holds. First things first, you need to know your capacity. Then let's think about the following. As you know, I'm sure you've seen those balloons, even if you haven't flown them yourself. In order for it to move, to fly, you need to put some hot air in it, right? Otherwise, it won't leave the surface. It won't take off. That gives us the second important part. If there is no hot air or not enough hot air, there is no movement. In terms of our lives, what that means is if there is no action, if we don't do anything, if we don't work on anything at all, we won't go anywhere. So we need to create some action to produce some results. Pretty obvious, but it's going to get more interesting. So stay with me. We figured that in order for our balloon to move somewhere, we need to add some more hot air in it. But what happens if you add too much air? Exactly. I assume it would explode. I haven't seen it in my life, but I assume you can't put an infinite amount of air in your hot balloon. So guess what? For us, it means you cannot take on an infinite amount of work or tasks or whatever else there might be on your plate. Because at some point, you will explode. You will burn out. There is no way around it. And when that happens, you can't easily revert that back either. So be very, very, very careful about how much air, how many tasks you put on your plate. It's really hard to tell when you cross that line, when it becomes impossible to revert. You always have to be sure that you don't cross that threshold. And you, as an operator, have to know what that threshold is. When you are in the air, sometimes you might want to add more or less hot air, depending on the density of the air, depending on the wind, so that your balloon goes the way you want it to go, right? So the same with our lives, the same with our capacity, the same with our workload. 
Sometimes you might want to get more on your plate and sometimes you want to take it easy. Sometimes you're ready to push forward really hard and to really do much. And sometimes you might want to sit back and relax because you need to recharge. Again, as an operator, you are in charge of that. You know where you want your balloon to go and it's up to you to make that intentional decision how much to take on your plate or how much to remove from your plate. Last but not least, we never see those balloons take off or land like explosions, right? They are not rockets or spaceships. It's all very controlled, very gradual. So what that means for us, when you are sitting still, when you are in your comfort zone, and when you want to get out of your comfort zone, when you want to start taking some action, you can't just go all in there to 100%. You have to take it slow, take it easy. You have to increase your pace gradually because you will need time to adjust. You were not moving, now you're moving. Whenever I go for my runs and I listen to the Nike Run Club mobile app, the coach always says at the beginning of the run, you have to start easy. It's about effort because you were not running, now you're running. Your body and your mind, they need to adjust to that change and you don't want it to be stressful. So whenever there is a transition that you're going through, whenever you need to change something in your life, whenever you tell yourself, okay, I've stayed in my comfort zone, now I'm ready to go and kill it, don't go and kill it all at once. Take it step by step. Do it gradually. So this is principle number one. Then principle number two. I call it principle of swatter and fly. I know, I like funny names, but honestly, the idea why I like these names, I want those names to stick in your head so that it's easy for you to remember them. That's why I'm trying to come up with these metaphors and let me know if these metaphors make sense to you or if they're completely nonsense. Anyway, swatter and the fly. This principle says you need to focus on one fly at a time, otherwise you won't kill any of them. Let's imagine you're in the kitchen and there are 10 flies flying around you. You will probably try to kill them one by one, right? You will not want to kill all 10 at once. I don't think anybody would try to do that. It doesn't make much sense. You only have two hands. You would probably only hold one swatter. So you would try to kill them one by one. Let me ask you this. Why in the world do we try to multitask when it comes to working on some tasks? Why in the world do we think that we can take on two or three or five tasks at the same time and kill them all at once. It does not work that way. Because as much as you want to believe that multitasking is a thing, it is actually a myth. You physically cannot do two things at once. Have you ever tried to write something and say something at the same time? Different things, not the same thing. Or have you tried to listen to somebody while reading something? It's impossible. Your mind will go crazy. You cannot do that. So what happens really is instead of doing two tasks at the same time, really, truly, you constantly switch focus between them. You work on one, then you work on another, and sometimes you switch that focus maybe 10 times a minute, maybe every second. It is not good for you. It's not good for you, it's not good for the tasks themselves, and it's not good for the results that you produce. To begin with, it's very tiring. It takes so much effort, so much energy out of you to constantly switch that focus it's very distracting and it's impossible to concentrate. Because of that, you will likely produce very average at best results with both tasks. From what I have seen in my life, whenever I try to multitask, whenever I try to do two tasks at once, the best case scenario 
I produce okay results. The worst case scenario, I make some stupid mistakes, which then I have to fix or apologize for or feel embarrassed for. Why do we do that? It just doesn't make sense. Last but not least, when you switch focus all the time, when you don't give yourself time to create that deeper engagement with any of these tasks, you will not feel satisfied at the end. The results that you produce, you will not feel attached to them. You will not feel like you really did your best. So you will not feel good about it. And this is actually what happens when you feel at the end of the day that you have been juggling a million things all day. You probably did a lot. You seem to have crossed 30 things from your to-do list, but you don't feel good. You don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel satisfied. You feel like you did nothing. You feel like you were just spinning your wheels all day with no result. So the way to do it is to focus on one task at a time to give it all of your attention and to really produce the best result that you can and then move on to the other one. Also, let me ask you this. Look at those tasks that you are trying to multitask on and ask yourself, are they important enough to deserve my undivided attention? If they are, then why do you not give them your undivided attention? If they are important enough, then please go ahead and give this undivided attention to them, attention that they deserve. If they are not important enough, then why are you working on them in the first place? Be honest with yourself, because there must be something there that you are hiding from yourself. You're trying to pretend to be somebody who you are not. You are working on something that you really don't feel is important. So why do you work on that? Dive deep there, because there must be something there. Somebody must have told you to do this, and you don't have enough confidence or strength to say no, even though you feel like this is useless. But you shouldn't be doing that. What you should have done instead is explain to that person why you think this is useless. And maybe they would have convinced you otherwise. Maybe they would explain to you why it is important and you would understand it. Or maybe you would convince them and you would not be working on this to begin with. Anyway, multitasking is no good. Let's kill one fly at a time. And once you do that, before you know it, you will be done with all 10. If you try to kill 10 flies at a time, probably you will kill none of them. Okay, let's move on to the next principle. This is the principle of open blinds, which says, opportunities are out there, and if you want to see them, you need to open the blinds. Do you know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and it's dark in your bedroom and you get up and you come to the window and you open the blinds and you are blown away by that amount of light. You're like, wow, it almost crushes you in a good way. I, I honestly love that feeling. It opens up the whole world to me. It's like you were stuck in this dark bedroom and suddenly you see the whole world around you. This is kind of what happens with us when we are in a specific emotional state and when we are trying to uncover and find some opportunities or ways to overcome some challenges or solve some problems or fix something or do something in our life. There are actually studies that say when people are in a positive mental state, when they are happy, when they are satisfied, they see literally with their vision, with their eyes, their vision is wider. They see more things. They see more things with their side vision in particular than people who are stressed. So if you are stressed, if you are frustrated, if you are sad, if you are in the negative emotional state, you will likely see less, again, literally, you will see less than you in the positive emotional state. 
But the same applies to not just vision literally, but also our ability to see opportunities in life around us and ways to solve the problem and ways to find the solutions and ways to achieve the results that we want to achieve. So this is how it works. Let's imagine you really want to achieve some result. You have this goal and you so desperately focus on achieving that result that it stresses you out very, very much. You just fixate on these results so much that nothing interests you anymore. Nothing is valid anymore. Nothing matters anymore. Your whole life begins to just exist around this whole thing. All you can think about day and night is how do I get that result? Of course, you get very stressed. According to these studies, what happens while you are in this stressful state, you will likely not see the way to achieve this result. Your vision will be so narrow, you will only see some tactical things in front of you. You will not see some bigger picture, some bigger ways to solve this problem, maybe less obvious ways to solve this problem. Because let's be honest, if there were obvious ways to solve this problem, you would have already solved it by now. So the only way for you to achieve the result that you want to achieve is to find some non-obvious ways. And if you are stressing out about getting that result, you will likely not see those ways. As a result, you will not achieve these results, right? And you will feel stressed even more. So you are trapped in this cycle of feeling stressed, trying to get something done, trying to achieve the results you want to achieve, not being able to do it because your vision is just too narrow, and stressing out more and more and more. And nothing good can ever come out of this. On the other hand, let's imagine the same you, but you are happy, you are full of energy, you are excited, your mental state is very, very positive, you just experienced something very positive, and you are trying to achieve the same results. Your chance of actually seeing the way to achieve that result is way higher in this situation. So when you see that way, you implement it, you get the result that you want, and guess what? It gives you even more energy. It makes you feel even more excited, even happier, even more satisfied. Now you are stuck in a different cycle, but this is a cycle you want to be stuck in. This is a cycle of positive reinforcement. This is a cycle of when you have positive experiences, your vision expands, you see some creative ways to achieve the result you want to achieve, you get there, and it makes you even happier, and you experience even more positive feelings. Isn't that a miracle? The question you should ask yourself the question all of us should be asking ourselves is how do we break that negative cycle and how do we turn it into the positive cycle? And the only way to do it, really, is to start actively and intentionally create those positive experiences around you, outside of this specific problem. But you need to look around. You need to really tell yourself, I gotta go and look around and find something positive around me because there is definitely something positive happening around you right now. You're just not seeing it. So your job is to go and find it and let it settle in yourself. Process it. Experience it. Feel it. Do it again and again and you will see how much more you will start seeing when it comes to this specific problem. Then magically you will wake up one day and the solution to this problem will be in your head. It's like you dreamt about it and suddenly you know what to do and you will not even know where it came from but this is exactly where it came from. It came from you creating those positive experiences for yourself. So that was the third principle. 
And I just realized that we are already 20 minutes into the episode. So I will probably pause here because I don't want you to have to listen to one hour long episode. And we will cover three more principles in the next episode. In the meantime, let me know which one is your favorite so far. Okay? I will see you next week. Bye-bye.